So I have no idea. I've never run a stock or any class in NHRA legal competition. I'm just, a, you know, at best, I'm a bracket racer, right? And, right. Uh, if. and not very good at that <laughs> either, by the way. So shock of all shocks, I win first round. I was stunned. Yeah. I, and I just later go, what do I do now? Four wind lights past the finish line. <laughs> right. We had to wait till the time slip booth to go. Yeah, I had yes. no idea. She goes, park yeah. over there. Thank you. So what happens now? He says, oh, see those guys coming? Yeah. They're walking this way with their little ink pen thing, uh -huh. the, the little matte wax thing to to set you up. And, and they're going to pick out the cars that are going oh, yeah. into the <laughs> – just a few times. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they're going to send you to the teardown barn. Okay. So I, I said, so is there a criteria? He goes, oh, yeah, there's three. I said, really? He goes, yeah. So first criteria is if you go way under your index. Uh-oh. Whoopsie. Because <laughs> I'm like yeah. seven-tenths under – I said, and number two, and he goes, number two, if they've never seen you before. Uh -oh. Whoopsie. Whoops. -o. So and then I said, so what's number three? He goes, if you're a car guy, or if you're a magazine guy. <laughs> hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith. This is my car buddy, Cam Benzie, and car builder, Steve Strope, and we're going to tell you some stories. Welcome to Car Guy Confessions with Jeff Smith, brought to you by ARP. It's my friend Cam Benti. We have a special guest star today. Oh, please. My buddy Kevin McClellan. We go back <laughs> a long ways. And and as bad as I am about stories, this is going to be a lot of fun because there are... So Pull just to put chair. this in perspective, yes, this is going to take a while, but it's going to be really entertaining. Yes. So first of all, let's give a, we got a mention to Pops, right? Yep. How's he doing? He's doing well. Okay, Thanks. Dave McClellan, yeah. the voice. Well, we can't really of say NHRA. the voice. Of, oh, you, you, you can. can. Yeah. Okay, Over that's okay. Over 40 years, right, he was right. the voice of NHRA. Voice of NHRA. I, I, give, him, I give him the award anyway. Yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. And tell him to fire me or come get me or put me in jail. I really don't care. So, <laughs> so that's his dad. Pops is a super guy. Yep. Uh, so he's doing okay? Yes, he's good. doing good. Excellent. I worked Excellent. with him at Argus. That was, one, that was one of the first people that I met when I went to Argus. You know, really? With George Elliott yep. and the whole group. Yep. And that's actually where I met my wife. You know, She actually worked for him on Chevy hyper or Chevy uh, super Chevy super Chevy, Chevy. Chevy. Thank super you. Chevy. Right. oh yes. gosh so that's that I was I think that that I recall the first time I ran across you was at a super Chevy show with your 57 at OCI oh okay yeah that was a yep. million years ago yeah so so where shall we start where should we I mean we have a hundred stories about, so got, pick one. one that was pretty that's fun that involves all three of us which Excellent. is pretty, pretty Excellent. fun which was the situation surrounding the Y stock <laughs> eliminator at the 1983 Winter Nationals so. sounds about right so we have somewhere in there so we yeah. have to set the story up yes <clears throat> I was the I was the uh, new guy at Carcraft magazine um, Plymouth, you were the editor of Popular Hot Rodding, yeah. but I was just a staffer on staff, and and and, I had and Automotive. you yes, had McClellan Automotive. And 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 Montrose, yeah, Montrose, <laughs> out there somewhere. Yes, yes. So Chrysler gave us this car and was going to buy a lot of ads. So this, this little tiny, not you can't really say sports car, two point two liter four cylinder carbureted four speed. Front wheel drive. It was like the sporty version of a K car, if that's sporty. possible. Sporty, okay. and, with with quotes on it, yeah. right? So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm dinking around with this thing, and we're taking a drag strip, beating the snot out of it, put a header on it, but otherwise left it alone, and it get it down into the 15s, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, NHRA says we're going to create a front wheel drive class, X, Y, and Z, stock eliminator, stock eliminator. Yeah. So I called Chrysler and said. Can I enter your car at the Winter Nationals? And they went, you know, I fully expected them to go, absolutely not. You can't do that. And they went, 
Yes, please. No, that sounds so, like Mopar. You, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Did you know they were doing the same thing with us? Well, then we they had, called you immediately right, after I got, got the, the phone. Buy. They called you and gave you a Dodge. That's right. We right. Had, so we I had, had this Plymouth Turismo, and they had the Dodge Charger. <laughs> kind so of a Charger. I'm I'm beating the snot out of this thing. It's got right. a header on it, and we're we're getting it down the point where it's running in the 15s. And I th- no, yeah. So the index was 1625, and we were running I think 1540s. Right. 1550s, so we're like eight tenths under the index, right? right? So you were testing at uh, uh, OCR at OCIR, OCIR, Orange County International Raceway, which is you know RIP, it's gone, and um, having a good time. So I'm down there at um, the Stock and Superstock show the weekend before the Winter Nationals, running my car, and. I hope I get his name right, Chuck Norton. Norton and Winchester, they ran an F-stock automatic Camaro. Okay. And it turned out I lined up against him on Saturday night in the, in the, you know, at, in, at night, and I have like a six-second, five-second head start on him. And he told me later, he says, it looked like you went down the end of the track, turned off, <laughs> and was coming back the return road when he finally his <laughs> light came out. And I lost because I was slow and everything else. So I then... Met that was, him was at that the Winter Nationals. Or no, that, that was, was the weekend before. That was the weekend before. Test okay. weekend before. Because so, unbeknownst to me, these guys are building a car. And yes. Well, this is where this is where Kevin comes into the deal because it was a deal where they gave us a bunch of parts. And I remember specifically there was a header and there was another computer box and there were a few other things, but I didn't have a place to work on it and I really didn't know what I was doing and I was all alone. Pete Pete Pastere was on the staff. Pete has passed since, and so I'm sorry to bring his name up as a, you know as his passing but the bottom line was we had this car and we had like a week and it was like where are we going to put the parts on your dad comes to me he goes well Kevin has a shop in Montrose sure. so you can right. use the shop over there so i remember spending about a day just it was one of those deals where you just didn't have space for much of anything and the right. header the header had of course they put super long studs on it and i've got an end wrench a 10 millimeter end wrench and i'm doing i got a quarter turn each time. time oh it was pulse. ridiculous <laughs> so i ended up putting the header on it and and that was where i learned that you can take off the head the the fuel system and the um, the intake okay. and the and the Everything. header all at once you just unbolt the head and it pops yeah, off right. which is what we will get to in the in the meantime but I spent the day at Kevin's shop with an end wrench trying to put a header on which I did ultimately and uh, and there were other things that we looked at because I I had um, the head. You know, you didn't. You never took the head off until it got. So I took the head off. Not until Pomona. We'll get there. But the cap. But the capper was. I had the. I had the head off uh, during the in the interim, and I was starting to do the little cleanup. You know, the little stuff you can do for stock eliminator, which is not very much. You can only go not back then. You can go in about. You can go in about an inch. I think that was the deal. But um, this brings up another guy that we know, Dean Dodge. Who um, oh, was boy. was like the, the little was like, was like was like the little <laughs> devil on my shoulder? It was not his fault. It was all my fault. I did all the the act was mine. But I remember him saying, "Well, why don't you clean up the head because it looked so bad? I mean, the, the parting lines and all the other stuff that was in there." Meaning, deck the head? No, no, not deck the head. Clean the ports. Oh, okay. clean the okay. ports up. So, so port it. So the deal Basically was the bowls. Yeah, clean okay. the bowls. Up, clean right? everything, Which and I cleaned everything. No, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, touch those then. things. Yeah, so yeah. Kind of cleaned and jerked this one. But anyway, so the bottom line is, so he goes, he says to me, the, the capper was, I said, oh, I don't want to do too much. He goes, 
what do you think? You're going to win? <laughs> <laughs> At which point I decided to hog as much crap as I could. <laughs> it was completely illegal. But that was, and that was the funny part of the so deal. So they uh, show up at the Winter Nationals. Yeah, but with, you, we showed up the week before, and you told us how to drive it. Yes. Because we yes. had had no behind, <laughs> no, we had no, no seat of the pants deal. So anyway. Because I didn't expect them to go very fast. So, and they so immediately anyway. go out and go what? Like two tenths quicker than we, I did? We were two, uh, in terms of the qualifying, at the qualifying at the Winter Nationals, we were two tenths faster. They they were they were number one qualifier. Oh, yes. I was number two. And Cal and Marianne Method. Oh gosh. They that they for years and With years and years ran those wagons right. and the and the fifty-eight Chevys and all this weird stuff. Well, this year they decided to go for the championship and built a new car. I think it was a C stock automatic Camaro. Camaro. A yeah. Camaro. Yeah. Early Camaro. And and so we're we're in the pits and we're number one, right. number two qualifier. And somebody walks up to me and she's and they said, You know Cal and Marianne Method? And I said, Yeah. I said, Yeah, stay away from them. <laughs> and I said, Why? She, she said, Because Marianne will probably rip your head off. Because they came here to be number one qualifier and you idiots have blown the Got whole the deal for them. Got they were the like way, six they were like six to seven times under. Right? Yeah. Right. And which and, is a lot. I, one quick story, Joe Treat. Remember that I name? Know. Mustang yes. guy, right? Yes. He yep. had like I don't know a D stock automatic Mustang. I'm in I'm in staging to get go through entries and all this other stuff. So we're sitting in line together, and he's just ripping me. He says, "Why are you doing this? This is just not about stock eliminator and everything else." And I said, "Let me it's ask you a question." Car, yeah. yeah. I said, "I said, let me ask you a question. Why did you pick this class, whatever class he was in?" He said, "Because it because it was a little bit soft." I answered his own question. He goes, "Well, of course." I said. What do you think I'm doing? This thing's three quarters of a second soft. I'd be an idiot not to enter the car. So now you're telling me that I'm just screwing everything up when in reality somebody in the stands can go, well, I could do that. I've got one of those cars. That's the whole point of Stock Eliminator. He's turned around and walked away. So anyway, so now we fast. Yes, which is, of course, don't don't confuse you with the facts. Not with a racer. No. (laughs) So... So now we show up at the Winter Nationals, and and first round, right? Which right. is Saturday. Saturday. Well, Saturday. It, Saturday. Back then, it was maybe on Friday afternoon. Okay. Friday you know, because with how many cars, the Winter Nationals was always Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's right. abbreviated now. Right. Right. But right. yeah. So I have no idea. I've never run a stock or any class in NHRA legal competition. I'm just a you know at best I'm a bracket racer, right? And, right. Uh, if and, and not very good at that <laughs> either, by the way. So we show up. It's like every and so I'm trying to get in the gate with my car and the and all four Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. all four days. The same guard said you can't bring that car in here. I said I was here yesterday, and, you know, with this car, and you told me you couldn't get in then. And I, I, it would take me 10 minutes to get, and there's a line behind us trying to get in. And finally, I see, he just forced him to let me in. Because he thought you were a spectator? Yeah. <laughs> Look at the number. <laughs> stock eliminator. Why stock? Yeah. Why so, not? Why so not? why not? Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. That's what we really wanted to say. So anyway, get there. First round, you know, uh, and I'm running a, a I think, a, uh, an F-stock Fairlane. Okay. And shock of all shocks, I win first round. Yeah. It's like... How did that happen? I think the guy broke out. That's what happened. He just went, Flying he's three-fourths of a yeah. mile ahead of me, so he's got to just, wah, and then broke out. So well, I pull her. Oh, so then, the so yeah, I'm so the line. other half it. I'm in line, and in qualifying, the situation was I was taking it easy on the deal, and George Elliott came over, and he saw you ahead of me, and he goes, 
um, I we thought you said this guys. car was fast. And I said, well, it, it, that's pretty rare. There was re- no competition. That's kind of relative. No. There was, it was Between kind of, PHR and Hot Rider. No. no. Argus and it Peterson, was, no competition. Not at all. So completely I, so I leaned on it, and I, that's when I ended up like two two tenths faster than you. Right. But then, so now we're in the qualifying, or now we're right. in the first the round. round. Yeah. And it was so funny because Paul Rossi, you know, mm-hmm. Paul Rossi. Yeah. Paul Rossi comes up and he looks at me and he goes, when you get done with this line, when this this round is over, just go right to the teardown barn. Don't stop anywhere. Just go to the teardown barn. Because yeah. you said, collect two hundred dollars. Right. Like, that's, that's so that's there's no question. I don't have to wait. No, just go to the teardown barn. It's like, <laughs> at which point I'm I'm racing a, a D stock automatic, and I had to think about what would save face because you know magazine guy cheating the whole thing. Oh, so yeah. I broke out. I mean, I just went. Right, flat I out. knew. I mean, I, I had him covered, and it was yeah. like, screw it. We just got to go. So, so then, so now, so somewhere I'm out. in that so I'm out. Yep. So, so they're I'm out, out. Okay. and and I'm I'm I I, I get my ticket. And go, and the girl goes, "Congratulations, you won." I was stunned. I, <laughs> and I just later go, "What do I do now?" Four wind lights past the finish line. <laughs> right. We had to wait till the time slip booth to go. Yeah, I had yes. no idea. She goes, "Park yeah. over there." Thank you. So I pull over there. I happen to see Chuck Norton. So I pull up next to him, and he goes, hey, congratulations. Yeah. One first round. This is yeah. great. I said, so what happens now? He says, oh, see those guys coming? Yeah. They're walking this way with their little ink pen thing, uh-huh. the, the little matte wax thing to to set you up, and, and they're going to pick out the cars that are going oh, yeah. into the <laughs> – just a few times. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they're going to send you to the teardown barn. Okay. So I, I said, so is there a criteria? He goes, oh, yeah, there's three. I said, really? He goes, yeah. So first criteria is if you go way under your index. Uh-oh. Whoopsie. Because <laughs> I'm like seven-tenths under. I said, and number two, and he goes, number two, if they've never seen you before. Uh-oh. Whoopsie. Whoops. So. <laughs> so then I said, so what's number three? He goes, if you're a car guy or if you're a magazine guy. <laughs> I said, so I said, we're going. To- oh, yeah. I didn't even finish the sentence. He goes, you're going. Believe me. So the guy walks up and he, he, it must have been the Flat Earth Society. He looks at my car and is, has no idea, puts marks. I mean, the, the car looked like it had pleurisy. There <laughs> dots all over it's it. The and they just go. Go to the teardown barn. So these guys had had their car apart. Right. I had only apart. had put a header on my car. I never even rejetted it. Oh, right. God. So I had no idea. And the, the rule, the, the the thing was, if if one of us wins, the other and if the other loses, they'll help. Right. right. So yeah, these no, guys I, came I over. I've got this wonderful earlier. picture of you. Yeah. Our backs to the camera. I right. think I think jo- John Pete. Bechtel shot the photo. Probably. You and Pete Pastera yes. and I yes. humped over this deal. So Pulling very that thing uh, apart. So. Very quickly, uh, they decide they want to see my cylinder head. So Larry Torres mm-hmm. is running the, the teardown bar. He's head of tech at the time. He's head right. of tech. So the guy comes over to him and goes, I don't know anything about, you know, overhead cam four cylinders. How do we check the cam? And, and, and Torres was so smart. He just goes, he took a piece of tape, wrapped it around the balancer, looked at, looked mm-hmm. at 50 opening, 50 yep. closing, and said, they took the tape, measured it out, did the distance, did the calculations for every two degrees, and said they're good by five degrees. He's good. I thought that's impressive as hell. And then so now pull the head off. Oh man! So and yank you have this. To have all your own tools. Yeah. And oh. you have to have all the gaskets to put it back together. Yeah. They're, they supply which, nothing. Which we it's were like pre- you must be we prepared. We were prepared. Yeah. We were at least prepared for that because the guys over at the local Dodge, the Glendora Dodge, helped us really helped us out. I don't know if they're in the cylinder business or not, but they did. So they're helping me take this thing apart. So I pull the head over and I drop it on the guy's bench. And he yanks one of the valves out. 
And now I, this has got like 25,000 miles on it, right? And apparently the valve guy's seals on 2.2s were not very good. So he pulls the intake valve, and it's only about this big around, right? It's nothing. It's a tiny little valve, and it's got this giant clump of carbon on it. On the backside. <laughs> on yeah. the backside. the port. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and this guy goes into hysterics, right? I mean, he's laughing so hard, people are going, what's so funny? He literally, it was just a wooden bench, right? Right. Yeah. right? He stands up on the bench. And, and, and he knows who we are, right? So he stands up on the bench and says, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I, have to, I want you to show you something. This is the intake valve out of the number two qualifier. <laughs> and I expected to get shot. <laughs> you know? And so he gets back down on the bench and everybody goes back to whatever they're doing. And, you know? and, and then he goes, you want to knock this off? I go, no, man, that's my speed sticker. Put that back in. <laughs> and then we lost second round. So that was it. We raced, raced, raced a C-stock automatic 428 Cobra Jet, Cobra Jet Mustang. Yeah. And that guy flew by me so fast. He went, Whoa! I thought my car was going to do yeah. this. Oh, yeah. You definitely picked, you know, between a D-stock Camaro and that, you were definitely oh, yeah. chased. So, but it was fun. That, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So let's, let's, uh, we're actually talking about some pretty crappy drag racing, honestly. <laughs> But we, have in our, man, but we have in our midst yes. a, a champion, a, a winner of two Wallys in the same year. The same yep. year. Yes. A Wally yeah, is the statue. Lucky. Quite yeah. fortunate. Statue, so you super and gas. Our, our good friend Tim Moore, you God guys were partners yep. in a in a in a, in a, a Brogy Roadster. Brogy Roadster. Yep. And you were driving, it was it was Tim's car. It was Tim's car. It was my engine and transmission. Okay. Okay. And uh we show up at the Winter Nationals with one pass in the cart. I did not know what that. What year is this? 97? One pass? Yeah. In 96, we went to the Fuel and Gas Championship at Bakersfield uh -huh. in September, and I made one run in the car. Wow. And went 9.15. No throttle stop runs, no nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> On a wow. 9.90. On a, well, yeah, for 9.90, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know. You're there. September to fast forward Pomona, uh -huh. Tim puts a throttle stop on it and does all these things, and we show up and get three time hits. And, and when the race, the car once before and ran a one round, one run. That's right. And the object Man. of super gas is to, in terms of 990, to right. to run, run 990 right on, on 990. Number. Well, run as close as you can and not go any quicker. And not going any faster. Right. 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 You break out. Right. So it's best at the starting line and right. closest to 990 at the finish line. Right. Mm -hmm. And or do you know all kinds of things to make the other guy break out at the finish line? Right. You know, yes. which is which is unbelievable talent. If you've ever done that. It is an unbelievable challenge Difficult. to come up to be consistent. I mean, this is—it's a bracket racing deal, but but at 990, which was so popular back then, that yes. was a super it gas. Still was, is. It still super is. Super gas it's is huge. such a big yeah. deal, but to be able to be consistent and run 990 or close to it and not over, over and over and over and over again, and is unbelievably hard. and very difficult. Run the number on the tree. Run the tree. Right. And oh, I yeah. was at I I. I, I tried bracket racing twice and just got <laughs> killed. But but Kevin was there. We were at LACR, which is also another drag strip that no longer it's exists. RIP. We yes. were up there at a center line. Yep. Firestone center line, TNN center line TNN race. TNN center line race. And and Bernie Longjohn was the track owner. And Kevin pulls on first or second round a perfect light. In my and Camaro. Bernie, in his Camaro. Yeah. Bernie goes crazy. Second round, he does it again. <laughs> And his, his, his daughter would bring, Bernie used to give away these really nice lapel pins 
that was a Christmas tree with an axe going through it. So if you've got a perfect light, you've got one of the Christmas trees, right? And so she comes down with the first one, and she goes, I got another one here. I know you're going to do it again. <laughs> and so second round, and I believe I did a third that evening also. Oh, man. Three in one night. Unbelievable. So, Two. It, again, there's a, there's a lot of luck in drag racing. There's a small amount of skill. There's a little bit of skill there, <laughs> and, and I think that you qualify, wow. right? Thank okay. you. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so now. Which, so now he's done, and he does it twice the same year. And so then amazing? you back up it again. At the World Finals. At the World Finals. Right. So bookended the season. That's the, the first only, and last yeah, race. The only time that year that anyone did both of them, obviously. Wow. They won two yeah. races. But yeah. we, we, I won't say lucked our way in, but we were able to navigate the Winter Nationals. When we came into the World Finals, we owned it. Okay. Reaction time and the finish line. I yeah. mean, we were dialed. Uh, yeah. It was just, I don't know. I, had, I was at the SEMA show all week working for Flowmaster. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I'm sitting I, I there. I know about that company. Pardon me? <laughs> I know about that company. We know a little bit, yes, don't we? we? do. Yes, I we do. I had 15 years of it. I so. know. I had, <laughs> I had three. But, um, no, we, we were at the SEMA show, and it's funny. That was the year that um, is it Gary Christensen, the guy with the 57, what was that was the fastest streetcar guy? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah. Not Gary, but, not, yeah. No. Uh, oh, no, yes, but but fastest streetcar guy. Yes, yes, the yes. Red, the red 57 Chevy. Red 57 Chevy. And um, it wasn't Moran, but it was one of the other racers. They had both their cars in our booth. And so we made a poster that year, and my dad sat there in the booth and signed posters. And we made a, a poster roller and rolled up posters and passed them out, right? And so I'm sitting there, and it's funny because my 57 came out in Super Chevy or in something, and it came out at, at the show, uh -huh. right? And I'm looking at it, and I'm showing it to Christensen, he goes, does that got ladder bars in it? I said, yes, it, it does, because it was perfectly square when it left and right. stuff. And I said, I, and I'm going to the World Finals to win this weekend. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, I'm going to go down and win the World Finals. The only person that's won both two races in one year. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, sure. And that was just, I had talked myself into it all, yeah. all week <laughs> to go down there and just stay focused and do my job. Yeah. Yeah. And next so cool. week's lotto number. <laughs> yeah. No, we Tim and I had a great time with that car. We yeah. uh, we ended up winning three national events, Sonoma in 2000. And um, I took the engine and sold it at that point and bought a uh, 27 Davis Roadster, the car I have now today. Nice. Yeah. And nice. we've now raced that since um, since 2001. Yeah. And I was I was lucky enough to win the sports nationals in 13 in Vegas, and I won the winter nationals again in 18. Nice. So yeah. I got to beat Steve Williams, my boss. So one of the things I like to do is always assemble an engine with ARP bolts, and it's not just because they're sponsors, but because it really does work. Um, and and the stuff is fantastic. I never have to worry about it. Steve, you building building cars too? Yeah, right? uh, actually, it's part of my baseline design plan when I'm building a car that's going to be shown or featured in a magazine. It's part of the plan right. to have that little bit of diamonds all over the engine bay or in the suspension. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff is beautiful. I remember um, a long time ago, I built the uh, first time I ever touched it, 69Z28. All of the uh, water jacket holes had stripped out, yeah. and I learned about ARP studs. So check them out at arp-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for. Yeah, it was it was kind of quiet the rest of that day. <laughs> and then yeah, he called yeah. me later in the day. Good job, Mac. And I'm like, yeah. wave so, the flag, wave yeah. the flag. But, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just an amazing history of of racing consistently. I mean, you race have you raced every year consistently? Oh, yeah. 
well, definitely every year. There was a short period of time that I was uh, rebuilding the 57 from uh -huh. when I ran it back in the early 80s okay. when it was uh, Project Progas for Super Chevy in right. 82, 82 through 85. Uh, I broke an engine in 85, and it was parked for 11 years. Wow. And I had two kids, and, you know, family yep. got in the way. Nothing, which, nothing new there, right? No, right. no, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so we came back out in 96 with it right. and started campaigning it hard. Right. And... Uh, your son still race with you? Daniel. Oh, Daniel does. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Daniel. I was talking to him yesterday. He's like, what's the next race? This is ridiculous. <laughs> we need to go racing. And I'm like, so yeah. a quick story. I used to come up to Flowmaster to do stories up in Northern California, and, and Kevin and Lisa would invite me for dinner, and I'd come, and we'd have dinner, and we'd go out in the living room, and Daniel was maybe, what, seven maybe. back then? Yeah. Seven yeah. or eight so years he's, old? He's 31 now. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. he and my son, Graham, were the same age. Right. And, and he would disappear for about five seconds, come running in with the practice tree. And then challenged me to a race. And we would race about 50 or 100 times, and I would win one. <laughs> he wow. would just destroy at me yeah. at seven years old. <laughs> so it kind of tells you that he's been playing this game a long time, and he's really good. It's in yeah, the blood. Really good. He's definitely better at driving than I am. Really? So, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And wow. He, he, uh, what I like about the youth in drag racing is they don't know all the mistakes they can make. Right. When you get to my age, you yeah. know how many ways you can oh, screw yeah. it up. Yep. There's a and million can, ways it, oh, to screw up. Oh, there's a thousand ways yeah. to lose and one way to win. Yeah, the right. wind light's got to yep. be on in your lane. Yep. Right? Yep. Pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. Pretty, pretty simple. simple. There's no, you know, how's what's the secret to winning? That so, light's got to be light's on. I've be never on. heard it broken so. down quite that simply, but yeah. that was just, oh, just the art of it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's impressive. So we were talking earlier a little bit off camera, but LACR stories. So we have one that we got involved with, with John Boyce Camaro. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Wilson worked for me at Flowmaster. Was one of the, I, I, got, I got to Flowmaster in 93, right? Okay. okay. And John Wilson latched himself onto me <laughs> as I showed up for my interview. <laughs> I want to work for you. And I'm like, who the heck are you? <laughs> who are you? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? What was he doing at Flowmaster? Back John Wilson, he yeah. was in R&D. Was he? He was working okay. for Lee Thompson. He was okay. building prototype mufflers, things like that. But okay. Probably, gosh, at, at that point, he was 19, 20 years old. Oh, really? Young guy. Young yeah. guy. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Real so, enthusiastic. Yep. Very enthusiastic. Yeah. Beyond, <laughs> Beyond. enthusiastic. Um, but he had an IROC Camaro with a five liter in it mm -hmm. and a stick. Yeah. And nice. with nitrous. And he'd street race it in Sonoma and all around and on. And had nice. a few accidents that got him in some trouble with the, the gentlemen with badges <laughs> on their shirts, yeah. you know. But, um, no, John was a good guy. Uh, still is, obviously. He uh, he he owns a FedEx line now. He's got really? like thirty-two trucks. Really, he's wow. doing really well. Wow, yeah. he's still up there. Good for him. He's still yep. up in Santa Rosa. Good up in Santa Rosa. Nice. But uh, no, I, I he we did a lot of cars. We did cars for General Motors through Mark McPhail. Through Mark was, McPhail. We had a contract yeah. that we did. That's stuff. where the early Camaro came in. That's where the, the 67. sixty-seven Camaro did. Yes, yep. we built um, we built the sixty-seven Camaro as a clone Z twenty-eight with a Gen two small block. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and so it had an LT1 in it that we put LT4 heads and made a 302 nice. to make it a, a, you know, a clone to the Z28. Right. Then we built a 97 Z28 that I did another 302 with port fuel injection on. And those were the two cars. And they went on the power tour. They were at the SEMA show and so I on. I remember. And that's down to yep. the 67 Camaro that... <laughs> Our boy Jeffrey so, here drove. So when I was the editor of Chevy High, we were doing this thing called Zero to 100 Zero. So the thing was to show not just acceleration because we're drag racing oriented magazine, but also braking. And Bear was kind enough to bring their 
test material out. And the whole thing was not whoever's the fastest, but who could do the zero to 100 to zero. And that was, it was based totally on the, from the 60s. Yeah. I have a little vignette on that. The zero to 100 to zero thing that was going on and how fast they all went. Yeah. I remember asking Shelby how that number came up. Uh huh. He goes, Miles did it with a stopwatch on on the deal. It was a complete <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> a fabricated it was, deal. It was a completely Who knew? Fa- right, he, right. he did it on the airport, the LAX airport. And Carol Shelby's watch. turning over his grave right now. No, right? <laughs> he said that was a, that was a deal. That was a deal that Miles did on his own, and we just. Used went with it, it, used it as PR, it. and so it, it had, was wonderfully it, it was, successful. It, and, yeah. and I'm sure the Shelby guys are all going to flip out over the deal, but yeah. that's what yeah. Shelby told me specifically really? when I threw it that's out to him. So anyway, so that's all right, funny. so you're doing it for so car So we're craft. doing yeah. this, and, and the company liability rules were such that I had to drive the car. So yeah. I'm driving the cars and stuff, and John Boy has given up on winning John the Boy? event. John Boy, John Boy oh. Wilson. John Boy okay. Wilson. Very good. Thank you. The car left Santa Rosa with no rear calipers. Oh, it never had rear calipers? No, sir. That was, that oh. was me. Oh, okay. Because you wanted 15-inch wheels. Wanted 15-inch wheels and so we the could calipers, put drag radials on them. Right, right. right? It told them it to light in the car. all the way around this yeah. thing that we had grafted right. on it in 97. Right. So he decides, Performance you can't win the braking deal. part of it, but I want to do the 0 to 100. I want to win that. Knock it down. So we put nitrous on it and says, okay, we took the rear brakes off. <laughs> now, just make it down, down the pass. So... You know, and he's telling me we hit the, what was the shot? Like two. Oh, I don't know. Mark was there. I wasn't. Oh, I, and they just okay. kept taking the pill and, and oh. making it larger. And, and larger. His, his John Boy's line was "pill it till you kill it." Yeah. Right. So no, we've and, done two or three passes, and it's harder and harder to stop the car because all I have is front brakes. You think, well, that, what's they the were big 13 deal? Thirteen-inch California, or you know, oh. Corvette one LE but brakes. Rear on. brakes add a lot. Try driving a car one time without them. Anyway, so he finally says, "Okay, we're on kill now." It, the engine probably won't survive, but just stay in it. Okay. <laughs> I hit the button. The thing just goes boom. And I'm banging the gears. And in, I think in third gear, I, I heard this high-pitched whine. I'm going to go, uh-oh. I thought, it was the, I thought it was a transmission. So I bang forth. Nothing breaks. It's still running. So I leg it out the back end. And as soon as, as, soon as I went the lights, I clutched it, and the engine stopped. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> So I kick it into neutral. Well, now, reacting to all this stuff, now I've got no time to get the car stopped. And right. I think it went through the lights at, I don't oh, know, 1,600, yeah. mile an hour. And LACR didn't have the best. It was slightly uphill, and then you it went off. It was a great facility. It was a fantastic facility. Until you hit the freeway. Dirty. But, <laughs> you hit the freeway. Great. That was right after that. And it was <laughs> like, didn't, ah! didn't they used to go up on the freeway? That was Orange County. That was Orange, Orange County. County. That was Orange County. That was Orange County. County. Yeah. Exactly. Where if you ended up down, you would end up on the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. I think a few fuel cars did. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that was an adventure. And then John Boy sent me a picture like a, a week or so later. The oil pan looked like a gravel pit. It just, it just, because it was a cast piston motor, and they didn't, they knew, they didn't care, oh. and it grenaded two Mark pistons. Mark was having too much fun. He was having right? a great time. So there's a little bit more backstory for the, we got a second. Okay, sure. So John and Mark wanted to hop this engine up as much as possible. Uh-huh. Brand new LO5 or whichever long block 350 or short block 350 because we put LT4 heads on it okay. and all these things. So I'm like, well, you can turn the pistons around. Right. Right? right, to take and put the offset to the opposite side. It'll be loud as heck, but it'll right. take friction out of it. Right. You can do all these things, and John's like, okay, great. Pulls it all apart, swaps <laughs> everything around. Brand new short block. <laughs> puts the heads on it, puts it all in, puts it in the car. He's at his house, starts it up. 
within a minute, it's got a rod knot. Oh, no. He didn't tighten all the rod bolts. <laughs> right? So now it's like eight hours before they have to leave for Palmdale. <laughs> and I go look on the rack, and I'm looking around. I'm like, uh, take that one. And they had to pull <laughs> that one, one down. Was one of your R&D engines? Well, no, it was one of GM's. Oh, okay. But okay. there was a wall was of a wall. engines, oh, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, take that one. Take that one. Mark's like, Bruh! And I'm like, you guys want to go do this, you know? I'm staying home. You guys are idiots. <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> that one has tight yeah. And, and, and so they just put the heads on it and, you know, slid the cam in it and okay. so on yeah. and put it in the car. That's, I didn't hear that. I never oh, heard no. that part no, of the no, story no. either. That's, so. you know. <laughs> so then, because we're talking about early Camaros, let's segue to the crate engine shootout that we did oh, later. Because that was, that was, that was, it was fun, but it, it was. was, it was fun. It was a good time. It was a great time. So Hot Rod, I was the other Hot Rod at the time. We came up, Chevrolet had come out with the ZZZ engine. The early, yes, early, the ZZZ. The yes. ZZZ. Right. The 350, and yep. it, 345 horsepower, yep. if I recall. And then Ford came out a year or so later, and, and I know what they did. They had a little meeting, and they said, we don't, you know, 351 Windsor, we don't care how much it makes as long as it makes more than that Chevy, right. that damn Chevrolet, right? So they come out with it. Why, this time, Chrysler's third to the party. Yep. So, but they have the advantage of knowing what the other two guys are doing, so they bring a motor that makes even more power. Right. The so then we come up with the idea, let's do a crate engine shootout and originally it was going to be a dyno test i was like well that's no fun because we already know what the horsepower numbers are let's put them in a car and actually prove it it's like okay so kevin volunteers or was <laughs> on the chevrolet camp on a volunteered well that's to, fine to the do, chevrolet camp yeah the yep. chevrolet camp in an early camaro and then chris kaufman with, with a, a Mustang. Mustang with right. a 351. Yep. And then and then uh, the Chrysler guys Dick were Landy. Dick Landy. Yep. And never they heard of yeah, yeah, never heard of him. Yeah. Never. heard of this guy, right? I mean, yes. very well known. Okay. And Chrysler said, do what you gotta do, but you better beat those guys, right? right? Yep. And and so we all show up at again at LACR. We rent the whole facility and it was a lot of fun. And and you guys were outgunned. You know, well, I mean and there was a couple caveats that I tried to make it at least fair. Uh-huh. Right. You had to run on pump gas. It's mm -hmm. like those guys are going to show up on race gas, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you got there, you had to drain your fuel yeah, tank. Drain your fuel tank. And, and here's 91 Chevron, or at the time, 92. No, okay. Hold on. Was it 92, it was 92 back 92, then? You know. Wow. But anyway, put your 92 octane Chevron in it, right? <laughs> and so on. Well, Landy had been going up there. I think it's Mike Landy's son. Yeah, yeah. Right, was driving the car. Okay. And they were at Palmdale, and we had been up there testing. Mm-hmm. And Kaufman had been up there testing. This was all weeks before, you know. Right. Every, everybody's covering their bases. <laughs> and they both had automatic transmissions with loose converters. Right. And I had a Super T10 in the Camaro, uh -huh. rowing the gears, uh -huh. right? And so that was our downfall to some extent. But, um, no, we had a blast. Uh, it was really tight until the very end. Yeah. And, and it was basically the track was so bad that everybody was spinning. Right. And I talked Bernie into putting a little VHT down. Yeah. And then the one hero run that I had it all set up, I had taken the belt off of it. I had done all this stuff to it to try to make it. All but drain the oil out of the engine. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> right. Because we still wanted that engine because the guy that loaned us his 69 Camaro, Phil Cole, who mm -hmm. owned the body, shop, the body Shop, it was a beautiful 69 Camaro that had been fully restored. Yeah. And we're out there just wailing the hell out of Beating this car. Beating the right? out of it. <laughs> it was the same parking lot that Tim Moore had his shop, which was McClelland Automotive before Tim bought it from me. Right. And uh, so he had to get a car back, and that was the whole thing. If you let us beat on your car, you can have this engine, you can have everything when we're done. Mm-hmm. Well, I go out there, the track's all prepped, everything okay, I'm going for the hero run, and I bog the car. Uh, 
Oh, on the last run okay. of the day, it had just it had gotten too hot at Palmdale, and there was no way I was going to outrun those. Yes, the altitude was like seven hundred. Oh, yeah, feet. yeah, it at was Palmdale. Crazy. Yeah, but um, years later, I think I finally told you that we had ported the cylinder heads. <laughs> you know, we had taken the thing apart, but um, the the cam was so mild. You you put a glass of water on the on the and air cleaner because it would right. idle. The, the Chevrolet engine was very docile mm -hmm. compared to the Chrysler and compared to the Mustang so or the Ford. The cam a little bit too. No, no, no. no the cam so the was cam a was standard ZZ3 were, cam. The heads were tuned up. A little but yeah, Rodney ported the heads and and probably. Yeah, probably the Chrysler guys. Oh, I'm sure they touched they it. They tweaked they, it a little they bit. They touched it, yeah. Because Kaufman and I got involved with another project oh, yeah. later on. And it, I worked for Chris for two years, so <laughs> we speak no more, right? <laughs> right. It was, real quickly, it was a deal where we, I, it was Ford versus, it was supposed to be all three engines, you know, horsepower shootout. I couldn't right. convince them to do area under the curve because they didn't think they were competent for that. So it came down to the Chrysler, the the guy that was involved with the Chrysler engine bailed out on it when he realized he couldn't because we had a monetary restriction. So the deal was, Kaufman says, we can build a 351, we'll get these iron heads, and then we'll show you how to port them. Okay. Rob Canan built the Chevy engine, took it up to Flowmaster, right. and rocked, knocked a rod bearing out exactly. of it. Exactly. And that's when he took it to Joe Sherman. It was the only, it was the only engine... <laughs> magazine engine that I put on my dyno. We had an 871 tower, right? Yeah. With the heat exchanger in the tower, and it pushed metal through the whole oh, freaking dyno, right? From that point on, nope. Spin on filter, no magazine guy no gets magazine. to hook up to the dyno, right? Uh, underscore like... magazine guy. <laughs> so we'd heard that, that that he had hurt the motor, and but I didn't know he went to Joe Sherman. Oh. I found this out later, but Kaufman's helping me out with this thing. So the deal is I'm supposed to port the heads, right? I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then I had to go on the road. So I'm, I'm flying back. I go, okay, Chris, I'm going to be back in town tomorrow. I'll come down and do the heads. He goes, they're already done. <laughs> and I went, I was supposed to do them because we farm it out. He goes, you, you lie and I'll swear to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great Chris Kaufman line. Oh, yeah. So, uh, okay, so I've got these ported heads, and I inspect I the camshaft. Well, I didn't know I was running up against Joe Sherman until Rob says, well, Joe kind of helped me out a little bit here. And it's like, what? I'm running against Joe Sherman. So we're out at Kenny Duttweiler's, and we run, we run his engine first. Right, and it takes basically all day. It it won't hold a load below thirty five hundred. It's oh got God. such a camshaft and over. Wow. It must have had like one o two centers on right. it. I mean, it was. No it had a yes. yeah, a monster exhaust port or exhaust lobe on it. What it turned out to be, turned out that we had spec virtually the exact same intake lobe, but he had like another fifteen degrees of exhaust duration that I didn't have. So, Kenny pulls this thing. And Rob's all excited, and he leaves. So Kenny looks at me. Well, we'd already run my engine, so we knew what it was going to run on his dyno. Right. And he looks at me. He goes, "You're like 50 short." <laughs> not just a few. Not wow. just a few. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't quite that much, but it was a bunch, right? And I'm going, oh, "You know, what are we going to do?" And he goes, "Well, we just, you know, uh, let's shave the heads like 40 thousands." <laughs> So we mill the heads. Now the pistons are just all but touching. So we had to retard the cam. It's like, well, we're looking for peak horsepower. Right, right. That's okay. Yeah. So we screw it all back together. And I think you still beat me by like 15 or mm. 20, something mm. like it. it. was It was a drubbing. And then I said, well, let's look at the specs. And then I saw the exhaust lobe. And it was like, okay. So, but so uh, the, that was fun, too. That so was a lot oh, yeah. of fun, too. That, that crate motor deal, the, the Chrysler. The Chrysler guys. The Chrysler, Chrysler one. Yeah. Uh, I think we were all ended up, I went like 12 teens. 
somewhere there at about like 111. So let's think about that. Yeah. A yeah. ZZ crate engine a going ZZ3. 12, ZZ3 going 12 and teams. And an all steel. Yeah, yeah this was good. not a lightweight, no, oh, no. not a super no. gas car. No, no. Like, yeah, it was a full on right. street car. At Palmdale. At Palmdale. Right. So, which just shows track. you, it's yes. like it's like stock you eliminator. Still live, work, and shop. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But we're talking about the dyno stuff. We had that. Uh, there was another discussion that we were talking about, and Kevin brought it up with regards to something that happened down in Huntington Beach with regards to an engine that made a lot more horsepower than you guys originally so you calculated. I don't remember this remember. at all. We need a story. Really? No. We need a story. So, yes. So, tell us. Because well, we, talk about, we talk about dinos all the time. Set the Wayback Machine, and, and, Mr. And dino, <laughs> Mr. Wizard. Yeah. Dinos can be – this is always the routine. We talk about dinos can, can be made to – create certain horsepowers depending on well there's the engine builders yes engine and then builders. there's test cells simple yeah. enough okay yeah. simple enough and people that and you sell know about, engines and, and you know about both of those and, right? and i'm you know being fair i'm not naming any names at all hey. but um jeff and i met back at edelbrock in the mid 80s yeah um i worked for jim mcfarland my mentor at the time for yeah. many years yep and my uh, mentor too was, was sure. yeah. jeff was always there because i mean Jim would share his knowledge and would teach anybody that would yes. listen and yes. that would support anybody. Yes. So, yes. Um, we had sat there and got to know each other there. Well, we, uh, we, a, a group of us left Edelbrock in 1988. And in the early 89 area around there, we opened up McFarland Incorporated down in Torrance, which mm -hmm. was really only a mile and a half from Metal Rock. Right, right around the corner. Close. Right yeah. around the corner. Yeah, it was. It was it and was. so we were a beta test site for Superflow, so we had some really nice test equipment. Right, which is a and, dynamometer. Yes. Background, yes. Super, right. Superflow dynos. Yep. yep. And so we took and uh, we would take, and, and Jim was selling the places, the UL laboratory for the aftermarket. Yeah. We had no bone in the, we had no dog in the fight, mm -hmm. right? And we would test all these different things. We test split fire, split fire spark plugs. NGK paid us to do a full analysis and engine cylinder pressure analysis on split fire spark plugs. Wow. Yeah. And 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 I'm like, you guys have way better test equipment than we do. And he goes, yes, but we can't come out and say they're junk. You have to come out and say they're junk. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fair enough. You, you know, okay. yeah. Okay. So what are you, what are you they saying? sent me like this, this <laughs> report of 300 pages of that right. they had from NGK of okay. how those spark plugs performed, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a whole other story. Yeah, right. So Jeff comes to the shop one day down in Torrance. He comes over, and, and we had built, Rod Sokolowski and I, had built this uh, small block mule engine for, for right. McFarland to test all kinds of engines right. on, right? Right. And it was a hydraulic flat tappet cam. Uh, it was uh, the uh, L98 aluminum heads that okay. Rodney had ported. Right. Mm -hmm. um, like 10 to 1, it was an LT1 short block. And we mm -hmm. just built a really good dyno engine. And it made 400 horse, and it made like almost 400 pound-feet of torque. It, it was a nice running, just well-mannered yeah. engine yeah. Sure. for 89. That yeah. was pretty decent oh, yeah. number. Absolutely, 400 was a good number. Right, yeah. right. So Jeff comes rolling in, and he hands me these dyno sheets, and he goes, Kevin, he goes, this thing makes a lot of power. And I look, and it was like 440 horsepower corrected out of a 350. And I'm like looking at the numbers, and I'm looking at the airflow, and I'm like, something's not adding up. And I slide the page over and I look at the observed numbers, and it's like 390 horse observed. It's it had 50 horsepower 50 correction, horsepower correction. Of correction factor. Wow. Right? The best is usually what, six? Well, it matters how yeah, bad the air is, the right? Air if is. you're up at Denver, right, right. it's going to have a ton of correction, correction. Right? Right, right? But if you're at sea level, <laughs> it's hard right? to do. Which the last time I checked, Huntington Beach is 
right really there, close, right? right? There, real and close. Torrance was, we had, you know, the barometer, worst case, the barometer get like 2990, yeah. you know, was the worst there. Yeah. I mean, you'd see 30.3, 30.35 when there were Santa Ana days, and, right? And, and at 30.3, <clears throat> if the temperature is halfway decent, oh, you're making you'll make big power. And you will pull, power you'll take power the away. Correction right. will take power away. Correct. Because yes. it corrects back to 2992, 60, 60 degree, degree dry, dry air. air. That's right. the standard correction. So that's the Say standard. that again, just so we catch that. 29.92, 60 degree dry air. Fair no enough. humidity, zero Fair humidity. Enough. That's, that's the way they would correct back for the. That's, that's what you would correct too. Right. Correct. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not no, the current SAE one. SAE is 5% worse than that. Right. Society right. of Automotive Engineers. Yes. Right. Okay. And that's what the auto manufacturers test to. Right. Yes. It, it, to a minimum. So mm -hmm. anyway. Got it. Jeff shows me these dyno sheets. I'm perusing them, looking at them. And I look, and the barometer is 2860 or 2850. And I hand the sheet back to Jeff, and I said, did a hurricane go over Huntington Beach on this date? And, and he's going, what? And, I said, and, and that's the first time that. Jeff learned about correction factors right, right. and how to bust engine builders yep. that were sending oh, these boy. glory dyno sheets into oh, the yeah. magazine, right? Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that was uh And I had I had a I had a Midwest company try and you know, and then I actually went out to their facility and they were testing by running the motor at the top and pulling it down and using inertia to make more power. I said, You can't do that. Right. Sure we can. Yeah. <laughs> well you can do it. It's right. not the way anybody else does it. Right. And you've got inertia working for you, it's like running downhill. No, it isn't. But these are the <laughs> sneaky tricks that happen with dyno, <laughs> dyno operators. They can figure out how to make more power to please certain you know, certain customers. Sure. And, and Especially with magazine situations, if you're going to be able to tout something as being the best, I mean, if you're talking about a 60, if it was 40, 40, the correction factor was 440, but the actual observe was 390. 50 horsepower, which is huge. That's, that's yeah. an incredible yeah. amount of, of difference. So, <laughs> And with ARP, it's not just a lot of intake manifolds, uh, studs for heads, right. but they also have humongous selection of American and metric that we use all throughout the car, even large bolts that we use on the suspension components because you want that same strength, that same durability and reliability, right. plus the beautiful looks. And the and, stuff outside the catalog. Right. They have a special order program where if you're, if you're a builder and you need some special stuff made, they can do that for you. So it's an amazing, amazing company to work with. So check them out at arp-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for. So yep. 89, and I came up with this idea. Oh, I got like 25 or 30 mufflers, and I, I actually created a contract that I sent out to all the muffler manufacturers and said, you choose the muffler. This is our test procedure. Yep. You and I and Jim yep. all went through it, and we'll do this test procedure, and we're, gonna, we're not going it's, to, it's a, it's a shootout, but it's more than horsepower. It's horsepower, it's DBA, mm -hmm. it's cost, mm -hmm. it's um, fitment. So if you've got a giant muffler, it's not going to fit in a 67 right. Camaro. Right. That kind of, so all these things, and it all has to qualify. We're not going to call out a winner. We're just going to say, here you go. Here's and the how, data. How, right. Here's the data. So right. Borla, everybody's involved. So, you basically call out a winner. Well, <laughs> it matters what your criteria is. What's your yes, criteria? What is your criteria? Everybody's going to look at the peak categories. horsepower number. So that's obviously the big The, the big horsepower one, number would obviously be But it's be not one. everything. Right. So right. So I, I and, and Hooker was, Hooker Headers was, was, Selling a muffler at that time, they didn't build it. Of course not. And and so they, I, I call them and I said, you know, can you do this? Would you like to play? And they, oh, we want to play for sure. So they send us a muffler, and then we get a muffler from Dynamax, 
And Kevin and I are looking at all the mufflers, and I'm t- I luckily took a picture of each one of them and put it in the story. This was like a 10 or 12 page story was, in the magazine. It was, it was huge. Oh, it was a monster. It, it was a Marlon esque. It was a Marlon. It was, it was a Marlon Davis esque story. <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole way too deep. Marlon so Marlon yeah. was hot rod for forty years. years. Yes, awesome I started writer. in eighty. Fantastic. The Best technical writer. Yes. yes. So Crazy. so um so I we we start doing the testing and we're looking at the Kevin and I are looking at the mufflers and we realized that and it because the the Dynamax muffler had this little parabolic reflector on the back side of it. And and Super those turbo. the Serpo Turbo Super Turbo and the, the those engineers had told me that the full offset muffler was the hot ticket. It was worth a not even a horsepower, but you it was measurable. And so we open up the box from Hooker, and the muffler is a semi offset. So it's offset on one side and a center exit with the parabolic reflector on there, but, but, and we're looking, well, this will be fun to see if we see a difference. So we test all these mufflers, and sure enough, we see a difference. Publish the story. Wait, wait, well, back up. Mm. We shared all the results with the manufacturers before it was published. Yes. Here, without comparison. No comparison, just what their number was. Right. And then gave them the option of pulling out if they thought it was embarrassing. And I don't think anybody did. No. The Super Trap people were mad. Oh, slightly. (laughs) Because they were at the bottom of the horsepower number. Anyway. um, Super Trap was a different kind of muffler. It was a completely different muffler. And and they should have given us a a hundred reflector plates right. and it wouldn't have been as restricted. And it had like nine. And yeah, it was not very many. <laughs> Nine's not so enough. we published the numbers and there's a slight differential between the muffler that Hooker sent us and the one from Dynamax. And then about, oh, it wasn't even a week. This is back before electronics. So I get this letter from Hooker that says, you guys are idiots. And he sent the letter to Mr. Peterson Mr. Wangro, the, the president of the company, my boss's boss, my boss, I mean, copy the time? world, John Diana, and then Harry Hibbler. Yep. And, oh, yep. everybody. So stand I'm back. getting all these copies of these letters all coming in their office the mm-hmm. same day of going stamped like WTF. You know, yeah. how are you going to respond to this? You're, you're embarrassing the company, right? Your, your, your yeah. job is in jeopardy. And well, I'd already <laughs> read the letter by this time. I'm reading the letter and going, oh, man, he just set me up so well. So what we had decided was we knew, he didn't know that we knew. So in his letter, he says, you're such idiots that you guys don't even know that Walker builds the muffler for us. And you tested the same muffler and you got different results. See, you guys don't know what you're doing. And so I sent him a very nice, I still have the letter. Do you? I kept it. (laughs) I'm almost going to, I'm in the process of moving. It was one of the things that I kept. I threw a lot of stuff out. That's one thing I kept. His letter and my response, Ugh. which was a page and a half single-spaced response saying, thank you very much. But in reality, where you're saying that the, you know, we're embarrassing the company and the name of the magazine because we don't know what we're doing, we in fact have, you have your accusation has actually vindicated us and verified the testing. Because what you don't know that we know is that the Walker engineers told us this was going to happen. They know something you don't even know about the product you're saying you're selling. Shame wow. on you. So, it, but it was very well, you know, I was, I was right. professional. I didn't get all mad. I didn't attack him. And I said, you know, and what I didn't say was shame on you for, for ratting us on us because in your contract it says no sniveling. 
no sniffing. No that was no right. whiners. You yep. can't complain about this. If you right. don't like the results, you don't don't play. Right. And so, uh, so what you're saying and basically so, is that that muffler, the, the two mufflers that should have, according to Walker, should have been or should have been the same. No, they weren't. They weren't right, the same. But, no, but they the weren't. Was to hook, but they weren't. To hooker, and, and he thought they would be right. the same because he didn't know. What vindicated me also right. was we ran pictures of each muffler, yep. and you could see it right there. They weren't the same muffler. Right. So it was vindication which was nice but at the same time it was like this all happened behind the scenes but right. but the bad part was is that and i don't know if management even bothered to read it you know they probably just went okay fine you, know, yeah, like, you got them off our back but yeah, what right. was cool was that word got out through the industry and it was like well they're, they're actually know what they're doing right. and that was a lot of fun that was the yeah. best part about because that's what we were trying to do we exactly. were trying to show look so which we're not just out there hatcheting right? stuff exactly right. so we're trying to do something for the reader right, right. Yeah. So so yeah. which muffler? And it was a lot of fun. In fact, we we went we were so hard at it with your big your big water reservoir. Oh yeah, we had to stop and drain it and, and refill and it. refill it. Yeah. It was like twenty five hundred gallon water <laughs> tank wow. from Southern California. <laughs> it was like mm. we did that a bunch in Northern California. With did Mark. you? Really? Oh yeah. He, oh boy. He was doing durability beat us, testing. Beat yeah. us mercilessly. <laughs> so we would wear those things out. Which muffler was the best horsepower? The Borland. The, the Borla was the, the highest, horsepower, was the highest and, horsepower, and it was also by, the loudest. Yeah, because it was how essentially much? a race muffler. It was only like three. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They, the so spread. in terms of the difference, you know, the correction and, you know, and then plus or minus. One of one of the mufflers that I loved was a, the Thrush truck muffler, which right. was this yeah. giant. And you look at the thing sure. and going, "This is something you'd buy at Kmart." Right. And right. And man, I mean, it was right there in power. Yeah. It was quiet. I mean, yeah. it did, and it cost like back then seventeen dollars. Yes, it was really. They don't and and I just. I well. said, look, you know, this won't fit under a 67 Camaro, no, but, but it'll fit on an early Chevelle or, right. or, or your truck. Or right. your truck. Right. And, was it like and, a 70 series muffler? And it gives you everything. Was it like a 70 series muffler? Well, no. No, so that was, was a, this was a thrush. It was just a the regular. The thrush was a round, crimped type yes. muffler. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it just had louvers inside. It was, you know, nothing trick. Yeah. But for $17. Yeah. Right? It was a killer. It was a killer. Right. So right. I thought, I mean, you know, when people ask me, one of the stories you're the proudest of, that was one of them hmm. because it was enormously difficult to do. <laughs> I mean, I spent days down there, yeah. just you, oh, you yeah. and Jim and I just planning this whole thing, trying to anticipate every hiccup and every error that would make. And unfortunately now, you know, that's all gone, which is really kind of sad. But but we, I, th I think we really set the bar, you On know, testing. and after yeah. that, it was really hard to duplicate that right. and how do you go from there how do you what do you how do you top yourself yeah and people say you're gonna do this again it's like no, no that was crazy. <laughs> it was yeah. crazy i'm never doing that again so yeah but that was a lot of fun it we was. spent days on the dyno and it was a big block big block chevy wasn't it i thought it was i honestly i didn't know if it was the 350 or if it was a 454 i think it I was, was the, the 454 it was the 454 yeah yeah, yeah. Because it was, and we re-verified baselines oh, all time. throughout every the time. Every time. Yeah, yeah. Rebased every oh, time yeah. before we So a test. gazillion pulls on yeah. the poor motor. And, and luckily, and to your credit, running the test procedures the way they have to be, they were dead nuts on, you know. And so we can say, look, here's all the data. You know, I had reams of dyno sheets. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the thing is through test procedure, back to that comment, you know, uh, you'll hear from Superflow or a lot of different test facilities that you know, plus or minus one percent, one percent repeatability right. is is expected somewhere right. in that range. Mm -hmm. Between that dyno working it there in Torrance and then taking it to Flowmaster and refining it there, we were at about 0.3 wow. was our repeatability. Yeah. Wow. So at 400 horsepower, that's like 1.2.
Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. And then when you do three tests and throw out the high and the low, you had a mean average yeah. that was a really good number. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we would always run at least three tests on every part change. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so my guys you... hated me. They're like, you're nuts. And I'm like, no, I'm a masochist. Right? <laughs> you got to know the truth. This way. Yeah. You right. You do it this way. And you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that how you do it at uh, K&N these days? Because obviously we have not even spoken about what yeah. you're doing currently. Oh, make sure to give you a little spit. Well, that's, that's, right. that's fine. How long have you been there now? 13 years. Wow. Wow. 13 years. Yep. Time flies yeah. when you're having fun. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. That's but, a lot. Uh, and no, what, do you, what do you do at KM? I'm responsible for all the OEM business that we do, the original manu original equipment manufacturers. Um, we do a lot of work. Our largest customer is Toyota, mm -hmm. uh, General Motors, uh, Chrysler. Um, but no, I've been doing that for 13 years, grown the business substantially. Um, you know, and, and now I'm really involved heavily in operations. Uh, we opened a facility in Grand Prairie, Texas, oh. a 500,000 square foot shop there about a year and a half ago. And so a lot of our filter operations went to Grand Prairie, and we kept the specialty stuff in Riverside. Okay. And the so <laughs> the hard-to-build stuff. hard-to-build right? stuff. Right? Okay. Not yeah. the high-volume easy. Hey, they get a lot more numbers than you do. Yeah, don't talk to me about numbers, right? <laughs> it's not about the numbers. Right. But they've been in but, Riverside. That was where they began, if I yes, remember Yes, on Main Street. It was yeah. in, you know, what in, year was in that? 69. Wow. 69. 69. Okay. Yeah, it, right. was our 50, it was our 50th anniversary three years ago, two years wow. ago. Wow. Very yeah. impressive. So, nice. no, we're doing great. I mean, and, and Canon Next 50 is what we're going on now is what's the next 50 years. Right. Oh, okay. uh, Canon filtration is more the theme, mm -hmm. and we're going industrial. You know, there's still the performance. Don't yeah. get me wrong. We're yeah, not right. walking away from any right. of that. Right. But, uh, no, the industrial side is definitely our focus right now. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Making filters for electric cars? Uh, <laughs> we are working on uh, hydrogen fuel cell filters. Okay, very cool. Right? Yeah, uh, we're trying to we're trying to get in with Toyota. Uh huh. And because all of those hydrogen fuel cells have filtration. What's the is that the Mirai? Is that what that is? That is on the Toyota side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. uh, they're doing a lot of retrofit. They they have a, a a Skunk Works down in Torrance. Okay. That they're doing uh, for Class Nine, the large trucks. Right. They're putting fuel cells in those vehicles and so on. Is that the TRD? That's the TRD. That's well, it's one of Toyota it's racing not the, it's not yeah. the Toyota racing development, but Same their headquarters used to be just on the south side or matters which way you're going on the 405. But sure. the, the left side, if you're going west, I guess. OK, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, the, the freeway goes Fair which enough. direction. Yeah. You don't know. But either way, <laughs> right. Uh, it's on the opposite side. It's in one of the old dealerships there, one of right. the old Toyota cool. dealerships. Cool. But Hey, yep. yeah. hey, you know what, Jeff, uh, I was talking to, to Kevin earlier and uh, you know who's a big electric car fan? Daniel. Really? Yeah. Really? And he's an engineer. He is. He's engineer? a mechanical engineer. And what, yep. did, he, yeah. what did he say about the, the Tesla that he drives? Well, he, he, he just got his made. Model 3 yeah. about two months ago. Really? The right. dual motor. Really? Right. right? I mean, you, it, you they deliver it. You get in yes. and, and it right. goes 1150s at 113. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. Oh. Not a wheel spin, nothing. Yeah. No, right. just... It's the most odd feeling I have ever... I mean, right. I've driven so many performance cars through right. my life. Right, right, right. You stand on the throttle, it plants you in the seat, and it's decelerating from the time you hit the throttle. That's the feeling you get. Wow. It does, right. You expect it to shift gears. You expect yeah, it, all right? these all these peaks right, and right. valleys. But it goes it just, like this. It just and it decays to 113 miles an hour. Right in the quarter mile. Oh yeah. <laughs> At 1170. 1150. 1150. Right. Off the showroom. Well, the plaid. The plaid's now going 930s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so well, he's we, into it. Yeah, he's we, into it. Well, okay. And and in his job, he works for NH Research. Okay. And they are they have patented 
test equipment for testing electrical grids, battery testing, motor testing. So it's not just for electric vehicles. Okay. It's all the way he, he sells to the companies that are doing it for, for airplanes, electric airplanes. Wow, yeah. Right? And starting, the military and so on. That. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he, he told me yesterday, we were talking, hmm. and he goes, you know, I don't think I'll ever buy another gas car. Wow. Now, know, with all the... With all the bashing that we do here, he goes, the yeah. driving experience, yes. I'm, he goes, I love the driving experience. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. he has his RX-7 right. with his LS2 with in, LS2 it. in it. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> so making his toy. To right, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's making 580 at the crank cool. and gone 130 at, at Fontana driving off the starting line. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. On, on road race tires, you know. We should, we should, we should have Daniel on. Yeah, I think it's oh, important to talk that we about electric yeah. cars. Yes. If you want a factual, true, yeah. honest, you we know do, that, we do. That's really good. I think we, we need should to. definitely do that. That's that would right. be. A, that he would, would love. Be a, right. yeah. He'd love to come and so school you guys. So that, we'll we'll we've, we've run out of time, his, uh, but yeah, but you know, I, we got it. You have to come back <laughs> because there's probably what about eight more ideas. There are a few. Well, it said two hours and nineteen minutes. I left Riverside at three fifteen. And I got here in two hours six, so I was really lucky with traffic. <laughs> and what are you driving? A, a 2016 Honda Fit. Come on. Really? There yes. we go. Really? That's, are you kidding me? And I'm going 80, 85, and it says 37, 37 miles, miles a gallon, gallon on the well, dash. Don't there you have go. relatives who drive Fits? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, a soon-to-be ex-wife. I sit there and go, you drive race cars. I said, yes, but this gets me back and forth to work. Yes, exactly. Right? And you, you don't go. screw with it. We there just drive right. the wheels off right. it, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this, I can't this, thank you guys this, for having me. No, this enough, you know, you know. no, please, please. Yeah, yeah, and we got to come back because there's uh, there's got to be ten more oh, stories. <laughs> we could probably just do a whole story just with Tim stuff with Tim. Oh, absolutely. And Adventures with Tim. The our beer truck. Uh, the beer truck. <laughs> Too much fun. <laughs> anyway, so yes, yeah, so uh, thanks for coming along with us. This has been a fantastic ride. Um, I get to hang out with my friends here and talk about cars. It, it doesn't get any better than this. So stick with us. Go to arp-bolts.com and our friends at ARP help us put this whole thing together. And uh, stick with us, and we'll do this again.